Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly with Lindley Fu, turning our attention now to what's happening domestically in today's segment. Now, Singapore's Law and Home Affairs Minister Keisha Mugam has recently expressed concern over the trend of young people becoming self-radicalized. Following the announcement of an 18-year-old student getting detained for making plans to take part in armed violence in Singapore and abroad in support of a terror group. That's right. Mr. Shanmugam revealed that a total of nine people below 21 years old have been dealt with under the Internal Security Act since 2015. And for an analysis of the terror landscape, we are joined by counter-terrorism specialist Dr. Jolene Gerard, Executive Director at the Sentinel. Very good morning to you, Dr. Jolene. Good morning. Hi. So let's pick up on uh, how this 18-year-old was self-radicalized. In a nutshell, he watched online videos, right? And then he joined online discussions where he was exposed to extremist propaganda. So the main concern here, young people, why does it seem like this group of people is particularly vulnerable in recent years? I think there is no one single profile of people who Mm. are susceptible to radicalization and therein lies a bit of the challenge as well. However, what we are seeing is a worrying trend, an uptick of youth getting radicalized, especially through the online domain. Um, Terrorist groups in general employ a process of recruitment across all age ranges. It's part of their recruitment strategy to certainly seek out like-minded individuals. So while we think about these drivers of radicalization impacting both youth and adults alike, however, the youths are more susceptible given um, that the fact that they're impressionable, sometimes wanting and drawn to wanting to make a difference and change in the world, but in the process being misguided by radical clerics, especially in this case, as you see, um, into a path of violence as a means to an end. We've got to talk about the role that digital media plays there, as you've highlighted. I mean, it's undeniably a strong one. What can authorities do, though? So when we think about self-radicalization, certainly an element that we think about is the extremist material that we consume. So the role of the digital media becomes especially more pronounced Mm. in discussions today. Um, It will present an uphill battle, especially given the fact that many of them who are self-radicalized and use this digital media in this way, uh, will certainly plot in secret in private spaces. So the easy access, proliferation of information has meant that today um, what the authorities are challenged with is that the online domain is expansive and certainly evolving. Um, And if one is not cautious or discerning enough to know the dangers of obtaining information solely from online sources, in this case, it would add to the dissemination of false information, misinformation, and presents a compounding challenge. Indeed. Aside from online videos and social media platforms, I want to know, are there other new avenues that terror groups are capitalising on? Um, absolutely. When we're thinking about social media as a broad, the online domain, so social media is one part of it. And as we look at it as being expansive and evolving, the expansion of the digital space um, needs to be accompanied by a better understanding through, in the manner through which these spaces continue to be exploited. This includes things like uh, end-to-end encryption, the presence of independent servers, 
uh, anonymity that it offers, for example. From uh, reading these stories, you've got to think about what are some of the telltale signs that we know, need to know about uh, that someone could be assessing this kind of content or accessing this kind of content. What do we need to know and what should we look out for? And perhaps even what steps should we take if we suspect someone we're close to or someone in our circle might be at risk? Um, so some indicators in the form, take the form of uh, two typologies as you think about it. Mm-hmm. There is the cognitive element and the behavioral element. Uh, the indicators in this case where you think about the uh, identifying and cognitive elements would include uh, tension or changes in family life, things like a withdrawal from relations. Um, You're looking at changes in uh, attitudes. Um, Mm -hmm. You're looking at changes indicating at risk behavior. So it can be changes in appearance, um, things like your physical appearance, uh, changes in personality. And in this particular case where you see it escalating to increase risk of violent tendencies, in this case, the wanting to uh, conduct acts of violence. In other cases, we see advanced tendencies such as reaching out to members of extremist groups. And looking at the terror landscape from a broader view, in his latest trip to Japan, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg has actually highlighted terrorism as one of the rising threats to watch out for. How much of this can be attributed to geopolitical tensions that we are seeing globally? So there are multiple push and pull factors that drive terrorism and certainly in addition to the geopolitical tensions, uh, what we think about in terms of the geopolitical rivalries or proxy warfare that we sometimes see in countries like Afghanistan, these multiple drivers include things like lack of socioeconomic opportunities, marginalization, discrimination, failed governance, for example, that we've seen being highlighted with the increased uh, instances of violence in West Africa, with IS in West Africa. Uh, unresolved conflicts conflicts as well. So it's a host of compounding issues and geopolitical rivalries certainly add to this mix. Okay, well, Dr. Jolene, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We've been speaking with Dr. Jolene Gerard, Executive Director at Sentinel. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.